get Bill for Christmas? I've looked everywhere. How about something really exciting? You know I'm Michael Jackson. You've seen Bill's moonwalk. <laughs> Michael Jackson's bad. The perfect gift for someone special. Presented by the good people at the Pod Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on the wise field. A study on Everybody, welcome to episode 240 of the RJ Do America podcast. I am your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is not the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail. I'll get into that in a sec. But before we do, uh, shout out to our sponsors, Caveman Coffee. Guys, go ahead and head on over to cavemancoffee.com. Uh, check out their wide variety of coffees, teas, uh, sweatshirts. Uh, they got a bunch of apparel. Christmas is coming, so uh, check out the website website find something that you like uh and enter promo code america and caveman coffee as well as art and jacob will give you 15 percent off your entire purchase uh as well as uh check out our other sponsor guys uh sukraapparel.com skr apparel for short uh where the great and powerful nicole smith bosch has put together a variety of great merchandise so uh head on over there uh and if you want to see those uh, uh apparels or merchandise, I should say, uh, modeled by a very handsome young man. Uh, go ahead and check out my buddy Jesus's Instagram at jfwint33, as well as check out his uh, podcast, The Words Are Hard Podcast, uh, where he pretty much has all of Nicole Smith Bosch's uh, merchandise from Sucre Apparel. So check that out. Head on over there. Uh, grab something you like. Grab a gift. Grab, a, grab multiple gifts. Like I said, Christmas is coming. Uh, put it in your cart and enter promo code Art and Jacob in the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But guys, we are not here today to talk about coffee or Jesus Fuentes uh, <laughs> modeling uh, sucreapparel.com uh, merchandise. Um, we got a special guest in the house. Um, no, Art did not bulk up and uh, cut weight and start bleaching his skin and chiseled out his features. Um, no. Uh, Art couldn't be here today with us. Uh, he's off frolicking in uh, a winter wonderland somewhere. Uh, but today we have a special guest, somebody that I see pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you're part of my routine, bud. Yeah, so if I don't if I don't see you in the morning, I know something. You know wrong. something's wrong. Yeah, Some, there's an imbalance in, in like, the universe. What happened? <laughs> the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, pretty right? much. 
<laughs> Spider Man. That one blip. That one blip. There you go. Boom. Spider Man this week. Boom. Uh, but for the millions. And millions. Ooh, you hit it right on the dot. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself today, sir. What's up? What's up? My name's Chris, and uh, honored to be on this podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects or persons of all time, MJ. Not Michael Jordan. Michael Jackson. Nice. So uh, And bad. We're going to be talking about the bad album. Even though I've been studying for a week the dangerous album because we weren't going to do the bad because we were still like three years old when it came out. That's true. And dangerous would have been rad because it's not talked about as much. And we were in the second grade, but, uh, I can do bad. I can do bad. I'll, I'll make an exception today. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Okay, I must've said something. Um, I didn't, I didn't drink my caveman coffee. I know. I figured, I figured. So if you haven't listened to the Patreon and you don't know, uh, some of those jokes, uh, I know this dude every day I see him at the gym, um, I am drinking my caveman coffee. I am doing the Lord's work, trying to keep this temple in shape. Yep. Yep. And um, I see this dude every single day there. And I think uh, the way we started talking was I was wearing like some like music you shirt. You wearing the Ultimate Warrior shirt, brother? Ultimate Warrior R. shirt. R.I.P. And uh, that's I was just I was like, dude, that's an amazing shirt. And that's just how we got carded up. And then you started wearing wrestling shirts. And then one time, uh, I think I had the Laker gear on, and our love for the. Our undying love for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and then it just spawned into other, I guess, pop culture stuff. Yeah, we just started like, like, because usually, like at the gym, like somebody, like for example, there's an old dude at the gym. He wears an NWA NWO shirt. Yes, every day. And I'm always Switch like, I'm always like, pack, too baby. sweet, sir. And it was like cool. I was like, all right, love the wrestling fan. And then you know, he started talking about like, uh, oh yeah, you know what? They should overturn the presidency. And I'm like. Okay. All right, th- this is where I stopped talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> we connected on wrestling, and that's it. And that's where that ended. But no, this guy over here, uh, you know, it's like it was sports, it was wrestling, it was music. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I always tell everybody I have a, a world famous podcast. Yeah, I was surprised. I was awesome, man. And I was like, hey, dude, you should check out the podcast sometimes. Sometimes we talk about these uh, subjects. And um, one day you came up to me and were like, hey, dude, we should talk about Michael Jackson. And I was like, yeah. dude, that is perfect. <laughs> Because uh, I'm a big MJ fan, yeah. um, and I guess that's this is a perfect way to segue into the topic for today, but um, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, Michael Jackson was like the first musical artist like I have a cognizant uh, that memory I re- of. That I remember, that yeah. I can remember seeing and dancing to and seeing on TV. He was everywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, he was everywhere. Everywhere. Pepsi commercials. Uh, it, 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 halftime shows, half-time shows, movies, movies. Uh, everywhere that dude was McDonald's, everywhere. like whatever. McDonald's, yeah, yeah, dude. McDonald's, uh, commercials. Michael Jackson everywhere, dude. Yeah, it's everywhere. And it was then, my first. I would. I'll go on record. And say it was my first favorite artist. It was my first favorite artist. It's he's still my favorite artist, man. I, I love Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's it. It's just timeless. His music is magical. It's, it is. Like, uh, those songs you hear that you can um, uh, see in time, man. You put it with a moment mm-hmm. or a feeling. That's true. So, and Michael Jackson was it, dude. Yeah. And it's not even one song. It's, it's <laughs> ca- dude, I mean, it's such a big catalog. It's a humongous one. And we're going to be talking about bad today, but to kind of, like, go backtrack on it a little bit. I mean, he's been doing this since he was five years old. In yeah. the mid '60s, so I mean, yeah, it was a little five-year-old Michael Jackson, you know, writing those songs necessarily. No, 
but he was still performing them. No, he was still performing with his older brothers, dude, who mm-hmm. were way older than him. Yeah. And he was the leader of the band. Like, <laughs> this little kid was the leader of the band. Nobody was there to watch fucking Tito or Jermaine, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> who? <laughs> or Jackie or who was yeah. the other ones? Uh, uh, I know. Marlon. Marlon, yeah, there you go. Marlon. Jermaine? Marlon, Jermaine, Tito, Jackie, Michael, obviously. Yeah, that was the Jackson Five. Yeah, there you go. Good there. job. And then Joe Jackson. Joe Joe Jackson, dude. Catherine. And then later on, Janet, Latoya. Yeah. There's uh, one more. Was uh, it? Uh, we gotta look that up. Uh Bo Jackson. Bo Jack Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Action Jackson. They had every they put everybody to work in that house, dude. Yeah. And then the neighbor kids too. Like did you have you ever did you ever watch like that made for TV movie? Yeah, like, when it was it was like three or four parts. Yeah. And it was up until pretty much like when he caught his hair on fire. Remember that? Yeah. That was it was up till that. Till yeah. I remember that. It was a mini series. It yeah. was uh oh my god, dude. Was it Angela Bassett? Was his mom? Yep. Dang, they there we cast go. that shit. They cast this shit. Even the dad in that movie, like I know he's been in other movies. Yeah. yeah. But like when I think of Joe Jackson, I don't think of like the real Joe Jackson. No. Like I think about that actor guy and I'm like, cause he nailed it. Yeah. Like when you read about like Michael Jackson's dad and like how evil dude. He just Joe Jackson always looked evil, dude. Oh yeah. Like, always looked evil. I was like, damn, for a made for TV fucking movie, like that guy like deserved Oscar yeah. nomination. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like all these years later, I still picture him in my I know. head. I know. Like cracking the whip and whatnot. Yeah, Jackson American Dream or something. Yeah, I think they put on VH1 sometimes. Oh, dude, sometimes that's all they play on Uh, VH1. (laughs) Oh, those made-for-TV ones, dude. Oh, those are the cheesiest, but the best. Oh yeah, dude. Because they can't afford anything. (laughs) Because nobody watches TV anymore. Dude, they're Netflix, HBO. Exactly. Do one of those, dude. They, but they, yeah, they need to do a legit Michael Jackson movie down the line. The same thing they did with like Bohemian and Rocket Man. Like, we need a Mm -hmm. good Michael Jackson one. All the way up into his death. All the way up until his death, like, it's just, yeah, man. 50, man. He was dead at 50. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's another question we can start off with before we actually get into the album. Do you remember where you were when you heard when Michael Jackson passed away? I do. I do. I was at work when I was living in Orange County, and I was working in Newport Beach at a bank, and, and uh, I looked at my phone, dude, and it said Michael Jackson. I was like, what? Did you take the rest of the day off? I didn't take the rest of the day. I couldn't leave, but I remember, like, that night, I went to go see like the new Transformers movie, and it just kept with me. Like, Michael Jackson's dead. Like, Michael Jackson's dead. It was the first person that you love that that you were close to that passed. That's what I remember Michael Jackson being the first person that I had like the connection to that died. Where I was just somber, mm. like somber, and I will remember this day. And the next day, I even bought um, the newspaper to remember it. So. It, it was it was just unbelievable. Like, it, it, you thought it was fake. Yeah. You thought it was fake. And uh, there's a documentary. It's uh, Bad 25. Uh, Spike Lee actually did that. Yeah, uh, you docu- sent me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, there's a moment, like, and we'll get into it once we get to the song, like, like when they're talking about Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Where, like, everybody throughout this whole documentary that you're kind of, like, you know, following their story about, like, their input on Bad and whatnot. And, like, there's some, like, grizzled old dudes in there, too. And, like, once it gets to that part, like, do you remember where Michael Jackson yeah, died? Yeah, where you were. And you see them all get choked up. I yeah. think it was, like, the director um, of The Way You Make Me Feel. Like, he's just this hardened dude. Like, he was telling gangsters, like, to shut up and yeah. quit smoking, like, at one point. 
like you just see him like just choke up like yeah and i'm like the type of dude like you know i don't cry very often but like when i see like a like a man like a man man cry like that gets to me that like means... alfred like in batman like when oh, he cries oh dude when yeah when Bruce when he thinks i could have done best i could have done better when he's crying at the grave i was like oh uh, i know freaking who brought that's, a cat in here <laughs> you know no that's when it hits dude and that that day grown men crying man mm-hmm. i remember uh at the memorial and this is where it got me like i was in a state of shock like michael because ja- like, that's your childhood dude michael jackson was my childhood that was our childhood yes absolutely and um i didn't cry until usher's performance of uh, gone too soon yeah. and he goes and he touches the casket. he goes to touch yeah, it yeah and he just starts like wailing up and i was just like oh i lost it right then and there it was at staples right or crypto.com yeah oh my god i'm sorry but uh, but you know what i like though when what what shaq said about i was gonna send it to you where he's like they changed the name because that was mine and kobe's yeah and i was like what's up dude Mm -hmm. he's like that's why they changed it yeah but he's like they'll never take the memories away that's the house that they built right there (sighs) but yeah yeah Yeah, michael jackson rest in peace and then uh, we're not gonna get into the allegations i think we'll wait till we do dangerous to do that that's after dangerous is when it started there was there was that period yeah Yeah. but this is still very much um bad is very much still where michael jackson is like on top of the world and i think it's very much um it goes without saying that bad is the next album that comes out after thriller so it goes without saying that this was probably the most anticipated Uh, album of all all time i would say i mean thriller like what are you gonna come with that after that yeah and um thriller so that comes out like in 82 right pretty much yeah 82 yeah so he takes five years to make this yep. album because yeah. i think this album comes out august 31st 1987 which i thought it came out like in 88 that's what i thought too but then you like they started writing this you probably started writing this 85 84 even before that yeah. i believe uh there was Thriller, and then I think there was a Jackson's. Uh, so they stopped Rick, calling each other the Jackson Five. They, they had like a Jackson's album called Victory. Like he was even writing material that. for that, that as well. Like during that time period yeah. for this album, he was preparing for it. Yeah, it says January '85 to July '87. So mm-hmm. year and a half? No, two and a half years. Correct. And when you think about it, like Thriller, I think they said they wrote it and recorded it in a span of three to five months. So this like he he knew what he was in for like yeah. the, he was up against the wall yeah. like yeah <laughs> not to make a reference to right off, off the, the wall, wall which is another <laughs> brilliant album that brilliant we'll have album. to talk about one time yeah and then um it's his third and final collaboration also with Quincy Jones yeah this was uh, the last time and you can and you can tell by the progression to the next album mm-hmm. it's it's so evident dude yeah but uh this still had the the 80s synthesizer vibe mm-hmm. as i like to call it it didn't go into uh the the r&b you know that early 90s r&b the the, um, new, the new jack the new jack style dude that was brought yeah. on by bobby brown i think bobby mm-hmm. brown bought it up and then like later like r kelly exactly and then jimmy jam and terry date yeah uh who else uh, sister janet yeah sister J- dude um that's he wanted to do the dangerous album like like janet's like rhythm nation dude yeah God, that was a good album too. Yeah, that's a, that's a topic for another day the as well. Janet Jackson's another topic, man. And that's one thing too. Like, I'm mad Art didn't show up because his sister was actually Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation <laughs> for Halloween this year too. So what? I wanted to bring that up. That would have been dope. Would have been dope to talk about that. But yeah, so um, yeah, like you said, recorded between January '85 through July of '87, uh, Michael Jackson actually recorded sixty songs. Yep. 
for this album. And his original idea was to release re- release and record all of these songs uh, on a three album uh, set. Uh, but Quincy kind of talked him down to it. He's like, "No, Michael, let's just pick the the creme of a creme. Yeah, creme, and we'll save it for the next one." Or yeah, which no next one yeah. with, with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also too the way this was recorded, like, and this kind of tripped me out too. And this is not me throwing shade at Michael. Yeah, but I always thought Michael was the performer. Like I always thought, like, like he didn't write it. He didn't. I know he wrote some songs, but um, I didn't start nerding out on music till like much later, like in high school and whatever. And I started gravitating towards like Prince. So when you get to Prince, like it's always like written by a performer by, you know, produced by Prince. And I thought Michael Jackson was kind of like Justin. Mike never played instruments, right? See, here's the thing. He did. Did he? Yeah, so that I never like noticed that or saw that. I don't think he did it live. That was the only difference. Just he didn't in private. Yeah, it was like more or less like, okay, I'm gonna play this on the piano. Right. You know, I was I was I was in the game room, you know, <laughs> playing uh, <laughs> oh playing paddle ball, and uh, you know, Liberian girl just came into my head. Like, Quincy, just let me sit down on the piano real quick and you know show you what Liberian. I was talking about. Yeah, but um, uh, I guess like. Because I thought, okay, so like, you know, in high school, you know, this is like when Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, oh, like yeah, all yeah. those people, like they're more or less like tools for the producer. Like we're just going to use your looks, yep. your performance to skills sell. Yep. to sell a record. Yep. And again, not to throw shade at Jackson, but I always thought like he was in that vein. Like, yeah, he's a hell of a dancer, hell of a performer, hell of a singer. But I always figured like, oh, there was a team behind him. And he did. Quincy. Yeah. yeah Quincy Jones. Yeah. That's fucking Quincy Jones. Second best producer after Dr. Dre, as far as I'm concerned. Pretty far, yeah, yeah, pretty far up there, yeah. Yeah, I mean Frank Sinatra, I yeah, mean Count you got, Basie, you got like the old ones. You got the new guys now, like Benny Blanco and stuff like that. So correct. So it's like I always, th- I always figure like you know that was part of the magic, but no, Michael actually wrote every single song on Bad. Uh, it produced every, co-produced every single song on Bad as well, um, as well as like I said, even played some of the instruments. Um, you know, like I said, piano and whatnot, yeah. except for two songs, and we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but the way they came about these songs is again, I was making fun of it, you know. But Michael would be doing something, you know. I, I was I was trying to make crepes, you know. I was with my chef, you know. I was trying to make you know cinnamon toast crunch crepes, <laughs> and I had this song, you know. I I I. I, I read a, an article in a newspaper about this boy that got killed by police, and, and you know I want to write this song called yeah. Bad. And so like him and this uh, his production team called the B Team. So it was all these like creme de la creme yeah. musicians would like get together in his home studio in Havenhurst, and they would knock out these songs. Like it would be either twelve noon, uh, three in the morning. Right. Uh, whatever times they were always on call. Like whenever Michael got inspiration, and they would come together and make these songs. And then they would send it over to Quincy's studio, um, I believe in uh, Westlake, which yeah. is in L.A. UCLA. And, and uh, they would call the A-Team. And then they would just make it even more better. And the, one of the engineers, he was saying, he goes, a lot of those demos that would come out of Havenhurst, you know, 99% of artists would have been satisfied as that being the final product. Right, but Mike wasn't, right? No, Mike wasn't, and then Quincy wasn't either. Like, so Yeah, think of, like, the songs they could have released with other artists. Correct. And then and they probably just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Crazy. And that's the difference, too. Like, when we talk about Michael Jackson, it was Perfectionist. Like perfectionist. Perfectionist, dude. Always or, was. I mean, remember watching the This Is It, dude? When oh, his yeah. His final concert? perfection like over and over again tirelessly yeah. so and then even like choreographing like the videos and whatnot like oh he my would, god the videos yeah he we'll would get to those. he would 
he like there was so many instances like where he had to be like hospitalized because of exhaustion. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was always at the IVs and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I think like when he passes away, even like he had so much arthritis, but you would never no, know. No, it was it was in his knees. Remember? He, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And his and his face was kind of falling apart, dude. Like he, they said, like it was not in good shape. No, it wasn't. And and this is also too the time period where like Michael Jackson goes from being a change, being a black man to being it a was, Puerto Rican woman. It was. It was the. It was the Jerry. It was the long greasy hair. Mm-hmm. And it was, but it was the suits though, bro. Like, yeah. do you remember, like, oh, the black jumpsuit, um, with all the buckles, the and- buckles, dude. Um. Uh, the way you make me feel, the jean jacket, the mm-hmm. jean shirt tied with the yep. black. It was always the loafers with the short uh, mm-hmm. pants with the white socks. High waters and shit, yeah. And dude, and it, you would make fun of anybody else, but Michael Jackson, that was the fucking raddest shit I've ever seen. He pulled it off, yeah. Raddest, uh, wearing a glove. Mm-hmm. Wearing a glove. And the reason for that, though, is because of his vitiligo. Yeah. And he didn't talk about it. And like that fueled a lot of rumors where it's that just he like bleached his skin. And he wants some. to be a, he wants to be Elizabeth Taylor and wants whatnot. to be a white woman. And a lot of people don't know this, but like we were kind of alluding to it where, you know, the Pepsi commercial, uh, his vitiligo kind of like takes off after that because his hair catches on fire. And there's actually a fucking video of this yeah. on YouTube. Remember it, if he didn't spin enough, if he wasn't doing the spin, it would have been worse. Yeah, it's because of that jerry curl too. Like, yeah. it's nothing but flammable yes. greases in there and shit. That was scary, man. But um, people don't know this. Like, he wore a wig for most of yes, his life. Yes, yes, after that. And it progressed as vitiligo. And anybody that doesn't know what vitiligo is, it's like a skin condition that starts to eat away your pigmentation. So naturally, his skin was just going from you know a black man's pigmentation to being whiter than my yeah, ass right here yeah. so what you see uh, nowadays you see all the time but back then it was unheard y- of it was unheard of and it's on michael jackson what is this changing color yeah and now uh you see people in magazines and i mean kyle kuzma's ex-girlfriend yes kyle kuzma's i'm sorry um uh, kyle kuzma's girlfriend yes yeah so um but back then it was like wow taboo and like pe- like you yeah. said people thought like okay like they were this is where you hear the term wacko jacko yeah, because that's when, um, well, I mean, we're going to get through the videos and stuff, but remember, um, Leave Me Alone, that's pretty mm-hmm. much his fuck you to people. Yeah. And yeah. when he started like kind of lashing out, being like making fun of me, and, and he also made fun of himself too. Yeah. I mean, because you got to think like um, in that documentary, Bad 25, one of his choreographers uh, was relating to uh, Spike Lee. He was talking about how like he goes, I would give anything you know, to be able to like, you know, just stand in the corner of a party and just like, just you know, jerk the curtain, basically, just just stand there, just be unnoticed. But it's just like he's no. he's probably weird just because he's not as socialized with people and everybody that's around him, aside from maybe Quincy, they're all yes men. So he doesn't have like that proper yeah. socialization. Oh, so that yeah. probably is why he's a little off. That's why he was off, and it started when he was younger. That's why he was so kind of awkward. And yeah, from five to tw- yeah, twenty five at this time. Yeah, so. Well, there's yeah. a whole different topic for you know a whole other day, a whole other day for him changing and missing his childhood and yeah. you know, all that, bud. Being yeah. misunderstood. Yeah, man. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, jump into uh, uh, track by track. Right, First well. track, bad, dude. Right when it starts, what do you need? Two seconds, maybe three seconds, and you yeah. know what it is. Oh yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember that video? I that's one of the first videos I ever remember in my life. Do you? Um, God, man, I, I still remember. And then they redid it in Moonwalker, where it was yeah, the, kids. the little kids, yeah. 
That's so good. Iconic. But, uh, iconic. His videos were, he he had to one-up a man. Mm-hmm. And this one was kind of going, like, so, I mean, he did street gang-ish in uh, Beat It. Beat It, yeah. But this one was kind of a little bit more urban, and, like, I guess. I guess the next level. And when you're going to go urban New York, you might as well get the best director out there from New York. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Martin Scorsese actually directed that music video. Like, <laughs> like that's New York as it gets. Dude. Yeah. And this is before Goodfellas. Yeah. This. Oh, it was because Goodfellas was 90. 90, 91. Mm-hmm. So, and Scorsese. Oh, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's he, so awesome. And he actually, this is the power Michael Jackson had. Scorsese was actually like in the middle of filming a movie. Really? When he, when he did this. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And he took him off of it. So can you just do this video for me? It's going to be it's gonna be one or two days, six weeks later. Yeah, right? <laughs> Still so good, though, dude. MTV. That that was the first. I, I I think that's my earliest memory of, like, the bad video. Yeah. For sure. It, it was the bad video. And that was, like, the whole look, too. Um, Like, that whole, like, leather jacket, big hair. Big Motley Crue. It was yeah. It was kind of like hair metal. Like he was tapping into it a little mm-hmm. bit. He like wore the boots, the the straps. But yeah, it was like eighties hair metal. He was mm-hmm. kind of tapping into that. And then the guitar was in there. And in that video? No. In uh oh, Dirty Diana. Yeah. No. In um. At the end, bad. Isn't there a guitar? No, there's a guitar. That's solo. A, there's a there's, there's a, a solo. organ solo. There's a. I think there's a guitar solo in bad because they got like some jazz great to do that i know that <laughs> but um also too with bad i don't know if you know this or not but it was supposed to be a duet with him and prince no you didn't you don't know this story? no oh wow what? so yeah so quincy so okay so thriller comes out 82 right 84 purple rain comes out right pretty much does uh thriller numbers at that point and prince is a new hot thing so michael jackson still biding his time you know to you know release uh, his follow-up um quincy was like hey it would probably be a good idea if you guys kind of like did like a a duet duet. oh my gosh and i guess the story goes that um you know they got them both at the table and they're kind of friendly rivals at this time yeah and um michael's like sitting there with his arms crossed prince is sitting there with his arms crossed and, you know, Prince is listening to the record and he kind of like dismisses is like, oh, you don't need me on this. It's already hit without me. And then Quincy's like trying to convince him. Like, can you think about it? like the two biggest yeah, stars, stars right now on one track? And he right. goes, that's cool. But the first and Chris Rock later does like an interview with Prince about this. And I'll put it as a sample at the end of the episode where Prince says he goes, my only problem is the first line of this song is your butt is mine. And I know you ain't saying that to me, and I sure as hell not saying that to you. So we got a problem here. So there was that issue, and then Prince was like, "All right, I won't call on the on the record, but let me write you a song for the record." Right. And I guess Prince does this whole like, I guess troll move where he gives him like one of the worst songs he has, and it kind of like fuels like their like right. rivalry, I guess you could say. But um. Yeah, yeah. Originally, the the character what that Wesley Snipes plays right it was supposed to be Prince. Was supposed to be Prince. Oh, I don't know how that song would have played out, man. Hmm. We'll never know. You'll never know because they're both dead now. They're both dead now. R.I.P. Dude. Yeah. God, yeah. They never did a duet. 
Michael never really did big duets with people. Mm-mm. Hey, he just that wasn't his thing. And when he did the duets, like we'll get to the songs with females, it mm-hmm. was who? Who's that? Yeah, Sadea Garrett, I want to say. Sadea Garrett. And then during um during the concerts, who did he do it with? Cheryl Crow. There you go. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Cheryl Crow was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. Yeah. And uh, she would sing um I can't stop loving you. I can't you. stop loving you. Yeah. And then um I know there's one more. There's and then there's one on um I mean, we'll get to Dangerous, but that was uh, Out of the Closet. He did. There's a secret voice on it. We have, well, no, uh, we'll, we got to we'll save that one. Okay, there's, we'll save there's that a, one. There's a secret star on there, and okay. it was supposed to be another secret star. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, Shit. Shit. I didn't know that. Shoot, Shit. Bro. Part two coming. Part two of Dangerous coming up. Yeah, so uh, bad. Uh, again, like I was saying with that solo, uh, they got jazz greats coming there, like a yeah, jazz legend. Yeah. I forgot to write his name down, but like when you watch the bad... 25 documentary like they get into all that like yeah. the instrumentation and like michael's like sitting over their shoulder like no don't play that note do this do it this way and it's just like dude like this is a dude that's been playing piano all of his life like, you seriously gonna sit there and tell him how to do it yeah. but he like is wanting that certain sound and he knows that sound and he knows how to get it yeah that michael jackson magic but uh um yeah crazy uh <laughs> actually too i mentioned wesley snipes like that's yep. how wesley snipes actually starts his career yeah. Is from that video, and then he starts, and then uh, okay. So since we're and then we're talking about uh, New Jack uh, singing, what movie was Wesley Snipes in? Oh, New, um, New Jack City. New Jack City. Uh, Nino Brown. Yeah, bro. Like it's just, and then that's when Wesley Snipes was coming up because that's around the time he's in these movies, and then White Man Can't Jump later mm-hmm. on, right before Dangerous, and then. Oh, Wesley Snipes, dude. Yeah, pay your taxes, Wesley. You want to see more movies. I know. It's not the Expendables ones, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of those, bro. Or Coming to America, too. That was oh, horrible. Oh, my gosh. Let's not talk about that. We should. Coming to America episode would be a bomb. Oh, fucking uh, uh, watch-along kind of shit? That's classic. Oh, my God, dude. Just just bombing on it. <laughs> dude, the the part when he gets when he wakes up, dude, and he says, Good morning. Yeah. And I'll fuck you. <laughs> yes. Fuck you too. <laughs> classic. Fucking classic Eddie Murphy. Man. God bless Eddie Murphy. God and bless. he actually he's on um Eddie Murphy, what videos? Oh, what shit. video was he in? Oh fuck, I know they What was he in? Oh god, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. I can it's, see it in my he's he's along with uh one of our Laker greats. Oh magic, you remember the time. There you go. He yes. was the king and yes. then he was jealous of Iman. Was it Amon? Mm-hmm. Iman. Yeah, yeah, shout out to David Bowie. David Bowie, dude. Got yeah. him on, bro. Beautiful player, player. still. Absolutely yes. beautiful still. Oh, dying piece. Black don't crack, baby. Black don't crack, brother. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to track number two. And for a while, this was probably my favorite song on the album. I feel you. No, I... Yeah. Yeah. The Way You Make Me Feel. That was good, man. Yeah. Again... <laughs> and it reminds me of fucking um, a little bit like like back to close back to school clothes shopping like at Mervin's because it just like has like that vibe yeah yeah dude. those commercials like a Mervin's commercial yeah like we're going to back to school shopping yeah that yeah yeah and then oh, man that was a great song that wasn't that was another number one single from it mm-hmm. that was the second one um the video Oh my God, the the actress uh, in there. Uh, oh my gosh, she was beautiful. She kind of looked like a young Mariah Carey looking a little bit. A little bit, huh? A little bit. But he was kind of like accosting her during the video. Like <laughs> <laughs> he was following her the whole time. It's like, bro, she just wants to cross the street, dude. <laughs> 
with, and then there was that. That right? video could not be made in 2021. Huh? No, dude, some of these videos could not be made because he kept chasing after a girl. Tatiana Thumb. Thumbsin yeah, is her name. She's yes. a freaking dime piece. Yeah, she was beautiful. And she had the big hair, too. Yeah, she was almost like a fucking girl version of Michael in that video. A little video. bit. A little bit. But God damn, she was like the. I remember watching that video being like two, three years old. Yeah. And be like, I'm in fucking love with this girl. Yeah. I like girls. I want to marry a girl. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, I went through puberty right then and there, dude. That was a good one. The video. And then at the end, randomly, like it stops the music and they start like dancing in mm-hmm. the. And they'd like hump the ground and stuff. Like, oh all, yeah, huh, huh, huh. it was like a like a Broadway like musical in a it way. Was, it was because it was him dancing on the street. Like it was one of those old school kind of like Fred Astaire kind mm-hmm. of videos dancing down the street. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a really nice video. It was a great song, great dance too. Um, you know where it was filmed at, right? It's got to be one of the studios, right? Where was it filmed? Somewhere. I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Give me so what studios one so give me some other two options. All right, so I think it was filmed in a studio. Like I was gonna say, like Universal, mm. Warner Brothers. It's in L.A. though. It's in L.A. though. Yeah. Oh, so uh, one of the last places you think Michael Jackson would show up, dude? I don't know. Tell me. Skid Row. Shut up. In front of the Cecil Hotel. No way. I swear to God. Such a bad part. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then, yeah, no a, way. I thought it was seriously like on the back lot somewhere. Uh, uh-uh. it was on Skid so Row. So he's just humping the street in Skid Row. Yeah, fucking full of God knows what's on that fucking. Oh dude. Richard God. Ramirez is probably watching from right? the top. Um, the Cecil Hotel. Dude. There was actual Crips and another gang on set as well. And uh, Michael had to tell the uh, director, like, hey, there's smoking over there. Do you mind telling him to stop? <laughs> like, the director like, oh, straight up, like, tells, like, all these crips and shit. Like, stop smoking. Yeah, it's fucking amazing, though. But, yeah, like, he fucking, he wanted, like, that real, like, street vibe. And I guess, like, he had seen a movie. Uh, it was a documentary about, like, men, like, uh, harassing women. Like, kind of like cat calling women yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah pretty much. But yeah. um, he was just, like, he wanted to be, like, the antithesis to that. And in, in a way, like, he was the hero of, like, this he thing. He was, like, he saved her at the end and... <laughs> Do you remember, dude? In every video, bro, the never the girl never kissed him. It was always on his cheek. It was a hug. It was always a hug. Yeah. And it never phased me when I was younger. Yeah. I'm like, why is why is the girl not kissing him? And she he actually took her on tour too. Do you know that? No. Like for the bad tour, and um, she was like in love with Michael, and she was Who talking about wasn't, it, in the, dude. I die. The videos of just people fainting, dude, like in the crowd mm-hmm. of seeing him, and they were so far back. And I guess, like, he was, like, trying to get with her, too. Like, he would, uh, like, um, his handlers. I guess uh, Frank DeLeo. Uh, yeah. He actually plays Tootie in uh, in Goodfellas. I never knew, like, that was his manager. Such a freaking character. But um, I guess, like, him, Quincy, and somebody else. Like, anytime, like, Michael would, like, fall in love, like, with one of these girls. Obviously, Tatiana Thumbbit. Uh, yeah. Like, dying piece. Like, still yeah. to this day, one of the most beautiful girls yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. He like they would always like cock block and be like, no, like she's bad for your your image, like you can't date anybody. And I was like, come on, man, like yeah. just let him have it, you know. But like, yeah, she would say like on stage, like you know, she would smell like the minty fresh breath and whatnot, Dang, and like he was like Mike, he, yeah. So like it was not like he was pushing her away, and like even his mom was just like, oh, I'm so glad he found someone like you. And she's like, I don't know what's going on, but right? like nobody will let us like you know do anything basically. So like it was always like getting cock blocked by right. the manager and whatnot. So bummer. Yeah, but. 
The way you make me feel. The way you make me feel, man. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, but let's go ahead and go into uh, track three, Speed Demon. Uh, I mean, I remember the scene from it. I, I remember it in freaking a Moonwalker, dude. Yes. I remember the scene. The claymation. The claymation. It was. It looked like Bullwinkle, right? Kind of. Uh, it kind of uh, reminds me of, like, you remember Domino's the Noid? Yeah, it looked like uh, or the California like, raisins. Yeah, it kind of like the Gumby feel to it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but Steve, and it, it, it kind of like jump, do 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 So yeah, that was that part always. Um, a little bit of ruggedness to it. I remember too, like this, like being until I actually saw Moonwalker, and I didn't see Moonwalker till like many, many, many years. Really, to like way out of like high school. Like this was like a song like I used to skip. But like once you see the video in Moonwalker, like this becomes unskippable. It was, well, yeah. The Moonwalker was released with Bad to kind of promote it. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, the songs that were on Bad, yeah, they're all on there. So, mm-hmm. but he tried and kind of Moonwalker, like it was experimental. The claymation thing, because claymation was kind of like big in the eighties during this one. This was coming out and stuff. Yeah. So like I mentioned, like the Noid. Uh, shout out to whatever episode we did that. <laughs> <laughs> But we did an episode about like uh, this guy that went crazy and shot up a Domino's. Oh, uh, really? Because he thought because his last name was Noid, and he thought that Domino's the Noid was. Oh my gosh, the red thing! Yeah, they thought that that was Domino's way of making fun of him. But yeah, that was popping. The California Raisins was popular. Yep. And I remember there was like a Frank Zappa uh, movie that they would play on Disney Channel. Like after nine o'clock, because it was trippy. It was like doing mushrooms or whatever. But yeah, like a volcano, like a claymation volcano came out and like scorched the earth and like killed Frank Zappa's family and shit. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like claymation was like it a was, big it shit. It was in big the 80s. shit in the eighties, yeah, dude. But to this day, this is like probably the best claymation video like I've ever seen. So no, that was a yeah, that was a good one because they played. Did it come on for Moonwalker? Was it after? Was it after, um, what's the other song that we're on? So we're on Speed Demon. But the one, not Speed Demon. Oh, Just Leave Me Alone. Did yeah. That, would the, it was, what song came first in the movie? I'm trying to think like what part came because they were okay. both weird parts. So I think it starts with like the kid version of Bad. Or yeah. yeah and yeah. I think that's. Badder. And then he's coming out of the studio and that's like one of those claymation, um, I think Leave Me Alone, I think Speed Demon comes after that. No, I think Leave Me Alone is... I think it's like in the middle somewhere. Because it was like its own standalone video. Yeah. Yeah, so they do bad. They come out of uh, the studio. And then the the claymation uh, grandma and child, they're like in the studio tour, like a little go-kart or whatever. Yeah. And he's coming out, and then that plays Moonwalker, which I think goes into Leave Me Alone. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because it follows a loose narrative, which Moonwalker is like all over the place. Oh, my God, dude. Like, when you think about it now as kids, it's like, it's a trippy movie. Yeah. It's a trippy. You got Joe Pesci trying to sell drugs. Joe Pesci, (laughs) like, taking, kidnapping kids and... Michael Jackson turning into a car and then a plane. That's right. He was like a, a transformer. A transformer, but he still had like the Jerry curl with the transformer. It was a fucking metallic tra- a Jerry curl and Bro. shit. But that oh, 
Oklahoma would be so sick. Yeah. That it's a little so, weird, but... It, it is so weird, because I've tried to explain to people. I was like, do you have you ever seen the movie Moonwalker? Like, what's Moonwalker? I was like, well, I can't explain it. It's a bunch of music videos kind of put yeah, together or whatever. To but, promote bad, but... It's still a badass fucking watch, though. My, I had my baby watch it. So yeah. he's like a year and a half years old. And I was like, all right, let's... And he loves music. Like, right. anything to do with, like, musicals and whatnot. And so we put on this movie and his favorite video is the speed demon one because he turns into that bunny on the yeah, motorcycle he turns on the bunny and then he takes off the bunny uh he takes off the mask head. He takes yeah off the head. and then they start doing like a dance battle in the middle yeah, of the they desert start doing t- <laughs> oh my gosh yes yeah yes oh my goodness yes Man. yeah but on that album that yeah for a while before i even saw that video like that was always like a song that like i would skip yeah, I would skip. To, there were certain songs that you just would skip. But then, like, you regret it, like, listening. So all this week, like, listening to it, like, I would listen to it, and it's just like, that song is, like, so layered, like, with instrumentation. So, yeah. like, there's, like, six or seven synths. Uh, there's guitar parts, and there's obviously bass and whatnot. And then Michael, uh, they, they were talking about in that documentary, like, how he would layer his voices. So, like, he would harmonize, like, all the way from bass to right. soprano, like like twenty five different like but harmonizations, do different cuts, yeah. And I was like, God dang, how did I? Like, you feel guilty like skipping the song because it's I know, like cause it's so, like, so well artistic crafted. and how much they put into it. I mean, you don't think about stuff like that when we're younger, but when we're older, we appreciate that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the documentary and they tell you how, what they put into it. And you're like, Damn, I gotta listen to this song. Yeah, like so, I gotta listen to it. Yeah, and it, the more you listen to it too, like the more you warm up to it. So yeah, you can appreciate the song for like the work that went into it, but at the end of the day. It's still a hit. Like yeah. it just didn't. Ca- it's just not bad. It's it's not or it, smooth criminal. <laughs> exactly. It's not like off the top. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess next song I guess we can get into is a uh, Liberian Girl. Girl, man. Yeah. That was like a kind of like a, a love song, man, and mm-hmm. it was on there. Um, it had R and B feel, had a little bit of calypso feel in there, mm-hmm. a little bit of dancing in there. Um, exotic. Yeah, it was exotic feel to it. I remember that song. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, it's one of those ones you're not a fan of at first. But you come to appreciate. Yeah, like after a while, like that Liberian girl. And it's kind of got the Billie Jean feel a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Uh, one thing I thought was funny about that uh, that song is um, during the documentary, uh, a lot of people kind of make fun of themselves because they thought he was saying Librarian Girl. Yeah, I remember. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? Why? When you're a little kid, like no, it's Liberian, but Liberian, like, why is he singing about a librarian? Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. So, no, that, that's a song you come to appreciate as you get older. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because, like, during this time, I think it's important to point out that, like, Michael Jackson, biggest star in the world, and his original fan base, you know, the African-American uh, listener, yeah. they started to feel like, oh, like, after Thriller, like, he... Kind of abandoned a little bit. Kind of, they feel abandoned by him or whatever. Like he's no longer their artist. Like he's pretty much the white man's artist. Then they see him, you know, basically looking like a Puerto Rican woman now. You know, his skin's yeah. lighter. Yeah. You know, his hair straighter. All these things. His face is, you know, a little bit more chiseled and whatnot. Yeah, Not like knowing he, that, like, he's going through stuff. He's going through like actual medical issues. Uh, he breaks his nose. That's the original one of the original reasons why he had to have it refixed. Yeah, he had the nose job done. But it's because well, I thought he just didn't like his big nose. Yeah, that was the original nose job that you you do see on Thriller. You know, he goes from having But then he does another one after that. Yeah, because I guess he was dancing and uh he 
breaks it, f- right. messes up the whole nose job, and yeah. that's why it's it's been it was janky ever since then yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So, but that's why, and then you get the cleft chin and whatnot because yeah. he's trying to like offset, like, oh, this looks like shit. And so I'm, let me do this, and then yeah, this looks like shit now. So let me do this. And he's going down this. So this time period, he's very much he's getting that backlash from like his original yeah he, fan base. Exactly. Yeah. So he's trying to get at this time. He's trying to get back in touch with that, like his African roots. And that five year period, like he's making like trips out to like West Africa and whatnot, where like, yeah. you know, hey, that's where Americans, we stole the slaves and whatnot. Yeah. He's getting in touch with like his ancestors. Uh, even at the end of the bad video, like when he's like, you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong. Like it's, he, he's basically leading like a church procession. Yeah. You know? That's what he started to do on these albums. Like he kind of drifted a little bit towards uh, like social issues, not mm-hmm. as much as dangerous, mm-hmm. but a little bit, a little bit. Like even the song bad, like I mentioned, like that was a song about a cop killing a teen. Right. Yeah. You know, and you listen to it like, yeah, you, you picture Prince and him going back and forth. Like who's bad? But it's literally like his commentator commentary basically about like what's going on right now right, in society. Yeah. You know, like cops, you know, killing an innocent but black it, kid. It's like he couldn't do it too too consciously for you. Yeah, like, too you direct. Know, yeah, too direct. It kind of had to be kind of vague a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like who's he talking? Like who's bad? Like you're bad? No, he's talking about like cops. Like you're mm-hmm. like what's going on there? So he was still playing for both sides. Yeah, that's so, a very good way to put it. Yeah. But. Uh, Liberian Girl, though, like he said, like it was just like a a song that he wrote, like uh, in his game room. And he was like, "Yeah, I think I was playing pinball, and like I just had this vision of like the most beautiful girl in the world." And it wasn't, you know, like you know, typical yeah. Hollywood, you know, uh, no, Brooke Shields. It no. was a West Which African. Which he was beautiful. with Brooke Shields when he was oh, younger. Yeah, he was yeah, he was. That, yeah. I don't know if it, what he's doing, but <laughs> I don't know. He's probably drawing her or something. <laughs> like his French girls. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, but it was different though. Like he's singing about a librarian girl. So, but the reception, was it good? It, I, from the song in Liber- Liberia? Like from the general media? I think it was. Because it was Michael Jackson giving props. props to. I think at the time, because you read like the the reviews at that time, like they were basically saying like most of these songs were filler. Like it was a an album bookended by Bad and Smooth Criminal. Yeah. And I guess like everything in between was filler, which is ridiculous. Like yeah. when you get into it, but yeah, but later on it's more appreciated. Yeah. I think it's more appreciated. Plus, he was going back to uh, African girls. Like he was going back to mm-hmm. his roots. So I think they appreciated it. And they're talking. It was talking about a woman. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't put him down or anything. I mean, if you notice, dude, about these albums that Michael Jackson did, um, especially at this time, man, they weren't talking shit or putting down people or drugs or violence. This was this was just good music, man. Yeah. It just made you want to dance. Mm-hmm. It, and he it, felt the music too. Like every He felt it all the time, dude. Like when you could see him dance and you're like, how did he come up with that dance? Yeah. Because he was feeling it. Like even those like little ad libs in between like, you know, words like And like that would later like influence like people like James Hetfield from Metallica. Like yeah. you listen to the Black album, that ooh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you never, you didn't hear that until Michael Jackson, no. because you're it's actually like, feeling the music. Like you're not just there saying some words or singing yeah, some no, words. No, he was feeling it. Like uh, he was feeling in uh, like those moments when it's just supposed to be instrumental, instrumental, dude. And now he's like Shimona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's feeling Shimona. it. Yeah, he yeah. was just. He always felt it, man. Even that Shimon. Like I don't Shimon. know if you know if that or not. Like. um the documentary points this out. And I'm going to be referencing the, you know, bad 25 documentary. Like, uh, up and I, down. Could, I could have watched it, but I didn't know. So, so. 
you sent it to me. I was like, why are you sending this to me? We're not doing this album yet. Uh, but he was giving props to like an original like soul singer, Mavis Staples. Like that was one of her big Shimon. things too. I could see that very like doo-wop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that's an underappreciated song that we appreciate um, as we got older. So. Yeah, so Liberian Girl. Liberian Girl. And then from there... I think this is still a song that's still hard to get into. Uh, I feel you. Like I just it, good friends with was, him and Stevie Wonder, yeah, which should be like absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. considering considering its legends. But mm-hmm. it's I never got into it. No, I I really tried, and I thought it was something wrong with me. And then when you you watch like the the documentary yeah. and you you see other commentary, and it's like still it's just like it it just feels conjoined. Some of the songs, like, they spent a lot of time on. I remember when I used to watch it, and there's some songs they kind of just skim over because mm-hmm. they weren't like that. And this should have been, like, a huge... It wasn't released as a single, though. Um, but it's just them kind of bantering over a girl playfully. And it kind of reminds me, too, like, oh, Michael, you already did this song with, with Paul, Paul McCartney. Yeah, which was absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, The Girl Is Mine. The Girl Is Mine. Say, say, say. In that song as well, yeah. But you won't. Dude, I love that so. And they hated each other after that, like because <laughs> he bought his catalog. He bought his catalog. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna buy your songs. Yeah, <laughs> that. But that was a great song. That was a great video. Um, but yeah, it kind of felt like Mike. You already did this with yeah with Paul, Paul so but better, but better. So. And I'm, and I'm sure Quincy thought it was a good idea to put uh, Stevie on it. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Stevie was still popular. It was the '80s, but not as popular as Mike. It kind of, it, yeah, no, you're right. And I think it was um, like, hey, here's two former Motown stars. Exactly. Like, let's see what, what magic we can make happen. Because, I mean, sh- two geniuses, like Superstition, I still, you know, place that as one of my top 10 songs of all time. Like one of the best instrumentations of songs of all time. Just when you listen to that, then like it just like progresses into more. So you're thinking in your head like, oh, okay, here's two geniuses at work and just like our, our Lakers right now. Sometimes it's the chemistry just, just is not. Uh, I know, but sometimes it just hits. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I would say, yeah, this is probably like in, in retrospect, this is the only bad song yeah. on that. And it's not even a bad song. It's just a disappointing it's just song. It's not. Um, do you have anything else to say on that song? No, it's the next song is my absolute fucking favorite song of oh, okay. all time. I love this song so fucking. Much. Another part of me. Another part of me is it's childhood. Where does that song come from? Where was it featured? Oh, Captain EO at Disneyland. Yes, yes. Captain... Another reason why I'm pissed that Art didn't show up because he's a big Disneyland head. Uh, Captain EO was the reason I used to go to Disneyland. Really? And do you remember when they brought it back when he died? Yes. Oh my! I went just to go. Oh really? This song just gets me in the feels. I think it's beautiful, dude. Mm. Like just. And just like superstition yeah. too, like the instrumentation of this song is outstanding. And when you look at how it was created, all that instrumentation came out of Michael Jackson. Like him, like this would sound good with this one. This would sound good with this one. And he's singing, he sang all of these parts. So all the instruments on this song is Michael Jackson's voice. And then his, his musicians, the B team coming together and actually putting an instrument to his voice. It's just, it's so good. It's so beautiful. We're taking over. Mm -hmm. We have a truth. Damn it. This is our mission. (laughs) I just, I just picture at the end of captain EO dude, when it's, uh, Trivia, dude. Who is the witch 
um, or who is the uh, supreme leader in Captain EO that he saves at the end. And she looks absolutely beautiful. Isn't Diana Ross? No. Adam's family mom. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Come on, I know you know it. Yes, Angelica there Houston. There you go. Yes. <laughs> but you remember the "You think me beautiful"? Yeah, dude. This that be, when you think about it, that came out. I was thinking of the Wiz. That's <laughs> that was Diana. Yeah. But that but Captain Eel came out in '86. He's got this, and then he releases Moonwalker, dude. Like this, he is on the biggest platforms, Disneyland at the time. Mm-hmm. He's on MTV. And he owns the world, yeah, basically. And then he gets, and then who directs Captain EO? John Landis. Yeah. And also, who else? George Lucas. So it's got the Star Wars feel. It's just, I just remember the end of the song, dude, when he saves everybody, and there's like a sunrise, and he goes, and the thing's flying at the end, he goes, and he does a spin, he goes, oh, and then <laughs> it breaks off into the song, dude. Yeah. Oh, that song just, it, it it's one of my... It makes me think of my childhood, dude. Going to Disneyland with the family, dude, and just enjoying. That's I love that song to death. I think that's one of my favorite all time songs, man. It's beautiful, and it's one of those songs too where, yeah, it's it's really good on the album, but the live version. Oh, dude, when he did the live, yeah, do you remember that they released it as a live video? Yeah, Wembley, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was, and it's yeah. just him dancing, and it's so it's rare though. Like as somebody that's you know I've been playing guitar since like, yeah. 2001 or whatever right like it's rare that a live version of a song outshines the studio version that you, is super rare do you remember on the Wembley they, they had the guy on the piano yeah dude and he was looking and just the uh, just the vibe and doing the percussion and the guy on the just playing the piano and the backup singers Mm-hmm. It just everything mixed, man. And it was like it's like watching somebody at the pinnacle yes. of like their life. Yes. It's just like holy shit, you know. And I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I you know. know the, yeah. It, is it fucking smooth criminal or beat it or anything? No, but it's still like one of those like deep cuts. It's just like it's just as good. Yeah, it might not have the MTV shine or no, the fucking VH1 yeah. shine or yeah. whatever, but, but it's, it's one just of those. As good. It's one of those gems, dude. Like there's there's certain hits that he has that weren't as popular, but they're like. These songs are bomb. Yeah, like this song is bomb. Like it, it wasn't as big as of a hit, but it's still, it it's hitter. still, it's still good though. It's yeah. still, dude, I still slap that man. Yeah, I still slap that. Like I said, this whole week, like at the gym, like dude, that I song would come too. on, like I'd be like, all right, it's time, to, it's time to Here do we something. Go. Here we go. Step it up a little uh, bit, baby. It's just a positive. I love it. it's just a positive song. Yeah, positive vibes. So, but you can't, you can't stay on that wavelength forever. Uh, next song is Man in the Mirror, <sighs> probably one of the biggest songs. Of all time, just period, period. Just period, absolutely. Just reflection makes you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Makes it, it's just it's a it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And even one of those, you you just recognize it right away. Mm-hmm. And just you remember just him him uh, just changing his vocals, like mm-hmm. his voice. Like he's almost getting choked up. He's, singing it's it. almost like he's crying as he's singing the song. <laughs> It's not contrived. No. I, I just feel like, hey, put on the recording. This is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like, let's do this. You know what's crazy, too? So I earlier I was talking about how, like, every song on here is written by, produced by, and obviously uh, performed by Michael. This is one of two songs on the album. You know, the first one being uh, uh, Just Good Friends. Yep. That is not written by him. 
This yes. one was actually written by uh, Sadea Garrett, who who know, does uh, the way uh, I just can't stop loving, loving you. She co-wrote it, and um, that I thought was weird because like they make a point of in the documentary talking about yeah, there's people that you know will just be the interpreter of what you know songwriter writes and whatnot. Uh, but Michael, like, he felt this song. He made it his own. Like, yeah, somebody else wrote it. And there was another dude that came up with, like, the, you know, that piano line or whatnot. Yeah. But he owned it. And, like, he he didn't change it too much because they talk about that. Like, he kind of changed it a little bit to make it his own. But, like, there's no way you could tell me that, like, he wasn't, like, you know, in the shower thinking about his life or whatnot yeah, or sitting no. on the toilet. Like it's like, you, like you imagine like you, this is like some dude, like going through some shit thinking like, dude, like I'm in a bad spot in my life and the world is shit right now. Uh, but it all starts with me. Like I need to, you know, take a look at the man in the mirror and he make did, that change. He did. Like I remember, uh, the live performances, it was only like a light on him, mm-hmm. like a light would shine and he was in the middle and then I was seeing, like, during his tour, like, he would show um, clips of, like, children in Africa. He showed, like, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. Ku Klux Klan, like, Adolf yeah. Hitler. Like, bad stuff, but stuff like guys that... Uh, would overcome like, that. Like, reflection on the past. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was one of his most personal songs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, from the beginning. Um, and then... They talk about too, like when when John Lennon passed away, when he got assassinated. Yes, the big song that was for him was "Imagine," and then when Michael passes away, it was, it was "Man, Man in, in the Mirror." Yeah, like that, that shot right back up to the tar- it was, top of the charts. Yeah, it wasn't going to be the happy songs. It was going to maybe later on down the line, but it was going to be the sad ones. Mm-hmm. It was going to be the slow ones, like the songs of hope. And exactly shit like that that, so. that we need that we need. So "Man in the Mirror" it um it relates to nowadays. Mm-hmm. And what's cool too about this song is the influence like it would have like on other genres. And I grew up like super religious. My mom yeah. like was super like anti anything that was on MTV or whatnot, right? You know, I'd sneak it all in. But this like had an impact like on like contemporary Christian music. Like there was a definite a different gospel feel to it. Correct. Which Michael you know, early on songs didn't have the gospel feel as he got Later on, he had kind of the gospel feel, the singers in the background. Like the Free Willy, Will You Be There? Beautiful, Heal Mm -hmm. the World. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this kind of that church feel, reflection. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, too, is like you said church feel, where it's like, okay, there's artists like Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant, like these like contemporary Christian artists that my mom would be bumping and whatnot. And you can almost tell, like once Man in the Mirror came out, like a secular song, their whole sounds changed. Yeah. And it's just like, that's important to know. It's just like, yeah, not only Michael was he inspiring, you know, people in the R&B world or the soul world, but also in the rock world, yeah. but also like in places where like his music not necessarily was welcome, which was like in contemporary Christian music. And Man in the Mirror <laughs> did yeah. that. Yeah. Super christian contemporary yeah. status. Yeah. Even to the point, I don't, you know who Amy Grant is, Yes, right? of course. Yeah. Like baby, baby. Exactly. That's a topic I want to cover sometime what? where she was like the darling of like, you know, contemporary Christian music. And then she releases a secular album. Yeah. And she kinda, her whole fan base turns on her. disappears. Yeah. And just for releasing Baby Baby, which is a song about her child. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, Benda- yeah, that song, it's just, 
it just stands out. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's, it still can relate because of what we're going through. Self-struggle, personal struggle, struggles, uh, shit, the bullshit of the world, man. Mm. So it's still. And you can't help but smile like once you hear that song. No. You know? and, and, and they played it. You're right. They played a lot when he died and it was like reflection, mm-hmm. you know, so. Shout out to that song. Shout out to that song, dude. Yeah. And shout out to Sadea Garrett. who Sadea Garrett, dude, who wrote like one of the biggest songs, man. Of all time. And I went down that rabbit hole, too, of Sadea Garrett, because you're right. A, yeah, she wrote other songs, or? Dude, she wrote for Madonna, Michael, or Janet Jackson. Like, go to her Wikipedia and her list to. of songs. It's just like, oh, my God, yeah, why are you think... not in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of Fame? You wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. That's but awesome. She's from the Quincy Jones School of Music, basically. Oh. Okay. That's why. That's why. Yeah. The, one of the unsung heroes. But Pretty um, much. Yeah. There's always the unsung heroes of the album. Yeah. So speaking of one of the unsung <laughs> heroes, I just can't stop loving you. The first single off of Bad. Just, I, I absolutely, I cry. This song makes me cry, dude. Um. Uh, beautiful duet. Um, the 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 change between Mike and the girl. Oh man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And night when the stars shine. Yeah, get it, get it. It's just, it's just, it's funny. Like it, it, me and my brother, like we connect on this song. Uh, um, it's just a beautiful romantic song. A- another hidden gem, I think. Pretty much, it's it's popular. It absolutely is. But his the the it's underappreciated. It's underappreciated. Like th- when they both switch parts, when they're both singing. Know how I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, it feels like it's a song that should be like on a on a, a Disney soundtrack, like it like kinda, Lion King. It, it's very um. I get the Sade feels from it a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's just very oh sensual, dude. But like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not pornographic. Not pornographic. Mike wasn't like that, dude. On some of these songs, I mean, most of the songs he wasn't. It wasn't. So that, I mean, that's like the difference between him and Prince. You Prince know? was like, "I'm gonna fuck you. Uh-huh. Like, we're gonna use fucking dildos." And, uh, <laughs> well, what's the what's the song that Darling Bruce, Nikki? Well, Darling Nikki, dude. Like, we're gonna do this. Yeah, um, but Michael was more of like a connection, the moon and the stars. Yeah, like, and, and when 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 they did that song live, dude. Oh, like, with Sheryl Crow. With Sheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Magic. Was, and then Sheryl Crow said like. There was bets within the band, like yeah. how like excited was Michael getting like on stage. With I know, her. like honor. Um, first two choices of the duet, Barbara Streisand or Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. which also probably went badass. It would have probably been amazing. Oh yeah, I I could see Whitney killing it. Barbara kind of s- seems like an odd choice, but I can see why because he was very much inspired by like a Star Is Born. Oh, absolutely. Barbara was her voice, man. Yeah, amazing. But I I kind of feel like not the mesh, right mesh with Mike on that one. Yeah, and that wouldn't have been like the Stevie Wonder collaboration, but it would have been you know. It, it was be- it was made for him and Sadea. I think Whitney obviously would have killed it. You know, yeah, man. These these what if duets that he would have had, man. Prince Whitney. Whitney. Uh, I guess Whitney's Whitney. label. Whitney was down. It's just her label said we didn't want her to be overexposed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like we like she wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. Like you guys didn't overexpose her on Bodyguard like three years later. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But um yeah like th- yeah like you said those what ifs and that was pretty much like 
the thought and this was the first song released too like a whole like i believe three months before the album actually dropped so this is the first time you're hearing michael jackson since thriller since the last and he releases this song like a slow jam kind of like uh uh what is that um between the sheets yeah. like late night it's 10 o'clock at yeah. night it's tuesday yeah it's one of those yeah. things it's like you know you're not hitting us with fucking beat it you're yeah. hitting us with this yeah. and I they're know. like who's this girl yeah and so there was a lot of backlash because of that but again just like fucking uh speed demon it's like one of those things you regret skipping over yeah. because it's such a beautiful song especially the extended version like where he's talking in the beginning oh yes that gets cut out of the cd yes, and the apple right. music one that does you're right but on spotify you're right when he's talking at the beginning um yeah they're just talking at the beginning i always forget about that and it's like genuine and it rem- again reminds me of will you be there like at the end like, where yeah. he does like that whole soliloquy where he's like talking at the end about it mm-hmm. and then that ha- it has the whole beginning too of uh the singers coming in and mm-hmm. the gospel is mm-hmm. yeah yeah dude. yeah but yeah, yeah he, he would add the the talking to the ends yeah i forgot but they never include it in like the the newer releases yes yeah, it's only the vinyl and I believe uh, the promotional single yeah. that it was included. Obviously, like you know, the radio single, and whatnot. But like, yeah, yeah, the CD, the the cassette, and then later versions. Like you yeah. don't get that that beginning part, which I think is I like that version better, just because it puts you in the mood a yeah, little bit it sets more. Sets you up for it. Yeah, and I mean, and then coming off of like Man in the Mirror, like you, you kind of like need like that like that bridge in between. Because well, when you think about it, like they put these albums together man they're doing it for a reason mm-hmm. like the songs mm-hmm. like they're taking you on this ride a roller coaster exactly. yeah exactly roller coaster of emotion yeah yeah so, <laughs> but yeah that's a it's a great song man it mm-hmm. always will be oh yeah it's like one of those songs you i hope people get married to this that's song. what i thought dude i that's one of the things like as i go to all around all this is such a wedding song yeah and not just the wedding song that you play and you dance to or whatever like Yo ass better be doing some karaoke to this song, oh, like dude, you and your bride. You, you better be holding her hand, man. Yeah. I just can't stop loving you. Oh, oh. <laughs> and if I stop, <laughs> that part right there. <laughs> Dang, bro. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah, get the feels. Yeah, so it goes from that lovely jam Into... to Dirty Diana. <sighs> bro. Go first on a man. Like yes. I know you like it. Oh, dude, this is like this is Michael Jackson becoming, you know, metal. You know, this, this is, is okay. This is I'm gonna bring this up for you. I want to see if you challenge me on this. This is Michael Jackson starting new metal. New metal. This is Michael Jackson starting new metal. This is him blending R&B. Okay. With a little guitar. This is Michael Jackson came before Corn, before Lincoln Park, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's the OG fucking he's Chester OG, Bennington but the guitar solos on this man and, and the story mm-hmm. the story of this groupie dude yeah he paints this picture he, yeah. pa- he paints the picture so vividly and mm-hmm. so well you just you can picture it man you picture this girl just high now mm-hmm. she likes the boys in the band she likes when they come to town mm-hmm. and he's trying to do the right thing in the song and he's trying to do the right thing for his girl but this mm-hmm. this this it's, stalker, it's mama. this hoochie mama, <laughs> he's trying to find him, man. Trying to get that polka dot peepee, you know what I'm saying? Bro. But it, yeah, it, and it's I kind of like a, it works hand in hand with um, Billie Jean, you know, which is another song about, you know, a groupie or whatnot. Yeah. But like this one is just like, I think I like this song. I like this song. It's just raw, dude. Mm-hmm. And like Michael Jackson singing on a guy shredding mm-hmm. on guitar mm-hmm. 
and we both got it wrong. We both got it wrong. I thought it was CC Deville from, from Poison. Poison. And who do you think it was? I thought it was Nina Hartley because live he always has yeah. like a female like you know shredder you yeah. know doing it. But yeah, it was uh, Steve Stevens. Steve, uh, yeah, Steve Stevens who played with Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. And it's classic. Mm-hmm. It's so in the video. Remember the video? It was like shredded sheets, mm-hmm. but it was live. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was supposed to be like a monsoon. <laughs> is that what it's supposed to be yeah there was supposed to be a monsoon that like you know it like uh dumps water all over them but i guess something happened production wise they couldn't make it happen but michael was like dude no it's perfect like how for the for the energy that we want to bring because it's like all windy and shit yeah it was yeah <laughs> it was like the beginning of silk stockings like that old show yeah <laughs> dude oh my usa yeah the Bro. only other good show that was on usa oh, network man. besides raw yeah <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, bro. Yeah. But Dirty Diana, beautiful. Like, just... Yeah. I just picture just the guy shredding and Mike just, like, in back of him, dude. Like, they're back to back. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And the guy's... Just playing it. And, like, that end effect on the guitar where it just sounds like laser beams and shit. Great song. Still bumps. Still hits. New metal. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. New metal, Michael Jack, dude. We should gotta look up who started new metal. Yeah, new metal. Uh, yeah, like, if, if you know what, if he came out and he had like a red uh, New York Yankees hat backwards, then oh, maybe that would have been maybe. a little bit more new metal. But yeah, no, I no. But this is definitely like Michael Jackson's like metal song or whatever, right? It was, and and he continues yeah. the tradition that you know he started on Thriller with Eddie Van Halen yeah, on Beat It, yeah. which you know then going into Dangerous with um, Black or White, Black where he had White. Slash, yeah. And then who, I know he did one more too uh, with another guitarist, um, but yeah, like he would he would pluck like the best of the best, and, yeah. and then like later on, I think like on Invincible, like he'd have like Biggie like I on a song. That. I remember that. No, oh, it was on History, I think. History, yeah. There was there was that weird one, Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember that one? That yeah. th- that those were the tracks that came from Dangerous that got dropped. Yeah, and that kind of fell between the cracks. That one. But then Invincible, yeah. There's some good songs on that one, too. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's supposed to be a him and a uh, Tupac song as well, but yeah. Tupac yeah. fucked around and died. So uh, I know, could be on it, though. <laughs> that would have been, been dope, too. Hell, yeah. But, um, yeah, Dirty Diana, too. Like a lot, I remember, too, be, growing up and like people like arguing, like, oh, no, he's talking about Diana Ross. Oh, no, he's talking about Princess Diana. Princess Diana, because they were friends. Mm-hmm. And there was like that whole thing like in the in the tabloids about... You know, Diana cheating on Prince Charles when in actuality it was Charles. It was, it was Charles who was cheating with Camilla. Yeah, but you know, the British media was trying to yeah, know, make they, her the they, bad guy. Yeah, they always made the women the bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um at the end of it, no, it was about actual incidences of uh girls trying to secure the loins of uh, the king of pop. Just trying to get that sperm, dude. <laughs> trying to get it, bro. Gonna get his little babies. Uh, get a little prince and blanket Jacksons. Jesus <laughs> Prince and uh Paris. Paris. Yes, yeah. they're all grown up now, dude. Shout out to Paris, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Shout out, dude. Beautiful, um, very talented. Mm-hmm. Like car- carving her own way, man. And actually and this is another rabbit hole I was going okay. down like Okay. Uh, I guess like the people were saying that like those weren't his actual children because his dad had him like chemically castrated to keep his high pitched voice. Yeah, I remember that. That's no, true. you you see you see Michael in all three of those kids. Yeah, they you can see it. So. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess the live when he went to Wembley for uh, that bad tour. Yeah, he took Dirty Diana off of the set list because he didn't want to offend Princess Diana, 
and she actually calls him up and says like no that's actually my favorite wow, al- track on the album so really? she actually gets it back on the tour that's so awesome she yeah. was so rad yeah R.I.P. bro that's yeah. a whole another rabbit hole we could talk about too the og megan markle if you will huh <laughs> she was a good lady man she's yeah. a good lady yeah she um that's how her and michael connected is uh africa she she it, was big on aids in africa and the, the landmines yes she was big on the landmines so mm-hmm, so yeah sucky yeah so uh well isn't sucky though is uh the next song um bro like go for it man this is and i love thriller i love uh i love uh will you be there like there's a lot of like michael jackson songs like i like our top five songs of all time but this might actually be my favorite michael jackson song of all time like there is not a time that i hear this song and i don't get halfway through without trying to restart it because i get so excited about just the whole fucking instrumental of that the song in, the intro dude yeah the oh intro. my god yep yep and the fucking just that that whole bass line i I love fucking smooth criminal and then the video dude the video just taking elements from 1940s gangster movies and fred astaire ginger Mm -hmm. rogers and the dance moves and the sexuality um quick uh and then and then, okay, quick, uh, quick side note, dude. Annie, are you okay? What did he take that from? Oh, I know this. this you is- know what? It's so funny though. Like, isn't it funny that this is the biggest pretty line in the song? And what's it from? So, if you don't know where he gets the the Annie, are you okay from? Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, uh, when Michael had an idea in his head, and I believe the original concept for this song it was called Al Capone. And so he had this idea of like these 1940s uh, Fred Astaire bandwagon is, you know, the the movie he drew inspiration from. Uh, but they're in the studio and he has this 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 rhythm in his head and he can't get it out. But he doesn't know what uh, words to put to it. And in the corner of the B-team studio in Havenhurst, uh, there was this CPR dummy in the corner. Yep. And uh, every CPR dummy is called... Uh, Recessi Annie. Recessi Annie. And uh, Michael, at the same time, <laughs> was taking CPR classes. Uh, CeeLo Green uh, says it best. He goes, I don't know whose ass he thought he was saving <laughs> all those people around him. But, um, yeah, like one of the things that you're trained to do when somebody is, you know, choking or uh, – In know, cardiac arrest, you want to do compressions. Is uh, You want to say, are you okay? You check on them first. Yeah, are you okay? You know, because, hey, maybe somebody, you know, they just it just temporarily maybe, yeah, went down the yeah, wrong pipe or yeah, something like yeah. that. But Michael, uh, I guess he had this rhythm in his head, and he looks to the right. He sees the, the CPR Annie, and he's like, Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you, are you okay? okay? <laughs> it's it's supposed to play out like a gangster scene, like coming in into an apartment, being mm-hmm. a smooth criminal, mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody getting hurt and walking in, and Annie, are you okay? Yeah, there's blood stains on the blood carpet. Stains and there's blood stains on the carpet. And <laughs> dude, that that line that everybody makes 
everybody knows in mm-hmm. pop culture is from a resuscitation dummy. <laughs> the CPR. That Michael Jackson was taking CPR classes. Yeah, shout out to him, man. Shout I mean, out to... You were never going to have to save anybody, but just in case you had just to. Just in case he had to give Heimlich or save somebody, like he could do it. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout I mean, putting those billions to work. But yeah, uh, another cool thing is it's in the video. So, and there'll be a clip of this in the YouTube. One of the most famous moves in that video yep. is... When he does like that forty-five degree yeah. uh, angle, yep. When he tilt, leans, yeah. When he leans, yeah. Which is also from, I believe, like a Fred Astaire movie, yeah. And um, they actually patented he patented a shoe. Sorry, my fucking English is horrible. He patented a shoe that made that possible. So I guess like in the video, uh, they they do it with like strings and harnesses and whatnot. Yeah. But live to recreate it, well, he would like step into some shoes or something. Yeah. So he had these shoes on that would have like this like uh, mechanism where a bolt would pop up out of the floor. Right. And it would click it. into the heel of his shoes. And then he could. And it would make it possible for them to lean. But, you know, you look up videos on YouTube of people doing this because I think you can buy the actual shoes. I think they're like 300 bucks. What? And, like, the actual board to do it and whatnot. It, it's still a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Like, you have to have incredible – got to be like this dude right oh here and have God. fucking a uh, 12-pack. I'm just trying to do Michael Jackson moves. That's why I train. <laughs> <laughs> to do the lean. <laughs> Still working on it, guys. Still working on it. I'm going to wear the leaning shoes to the gym. Yeah, you should, dude. dude. They got the hardwood. Ooh. Yeah, but um, yeah, That's... it's it's still a hard thing to do, even with those $300 shoes. Like, you can't do it unless you have, like, the proper core yeah. to do it. That was the, man, the the song, just the progression, everything put together, everything mixing. I mean, it turned into a huge shift for remember Alien mm-hmm. Ant Farm, dude. Do you remember that? <laughs> Speaking of new metal, yeah. Speaking of new metal, and that video was really violent too. Mm-hmm. Remember he was like machine gunning guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we had the girl still, but I yeah, I remember in Moonwalker that was a huge one too. And then they released it, and I was like, this is and later down the line like this is kind of a violent video. Yeah, but I loved it though because it, it had every element that you nobody loved. was using that the 1940s gangster in the 80s. No, you were George Michael with a five o'clock shadow. Exactly, you were yeah. Madonna doing Madonna things. Prince doing Prince things. Yeah. Uh, you were Motley Crue. Yeah, you're doing hair band stuff. Yeah, like yeah. everything was big, Aquanet, hair. But the production on the videos, that was Mike, man. Mm-hmm. There were mini movies, basically. Every video that Every, he put out was yeah, a mini yeah, exactly. movie. Exactly. And then he yeah, and turned into Moonwalker. And the production, I mean, we're going to talk about it. Like We'll probably talk about Dangerous when they... Uh, TV shows, TV stations would shut down to show Michael Jackson videos. <laughs> I still remember that. Like any anytime he released an album, like VH1, for example, their whole programming would just it'd be stop. the lead up. It'd be the lead up. Yeah, it'd it would be just a countdown. be like, It would just be all of his m- yeah. music videos, all of his documentaries, yeah. all of his movies, like Moonwalker, yeah. like all of it, all of his content would just basically take over yeah. the station until the album dropped. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> Smooth Criminal, the best one of all, Smooth in Criminal. my opinion. Yeah. So, and I think it's important to note too. Up until this point, he has a string of five number one hit singles. Yeah, this is his most successful album. Like it surpasses Thriller. Mm-hmm. Well, album wise, Thriller still outsells this. I think for a, a small moment in history, this is the it, second best selling album I, of all I time. I think it's like it Thriller pa- like I think it passed Thriller for a little bit, and then Thriller went over it again. Okay, I think, but. But the five number one hit yeah. singles was a record. Yeah, because he didn't do that again. Yeah, because and then even on Thriller, I think there was only two. 
Yes. And he, then he was always in the top ten, mm-hmm. but the number ones were were bad. Yeah. Right. Goddamn Michael or uh, uh, George Michael. <laughs> holding them back and fucking uh, Duran Duran and shit. Duran Duran and shit and holding them back from number one. Gosh. Yeah. But this album had five number one yep. singles, which uh, eventually gets tied by Katy Perry uh, later on down the line. Uh, but it was the only song on the album, arguably the best song on the album, yep. that doesn't go number one. It goes number seven. Which is crazy. Yeah. And it, originally, too, this is originally where the album ended at. So It was. Yeah. So f- I think the vinyl and the cassette... This wasn't included, but later on, Leave Me Alone. Yeah. Uh, number track number 11 is added on. So, Leave Me Alone is Michael Jackson's uh, fuck you to the Pretty media. Much, to yeah. the media. Like, uh, he was going through it. And, uh, I mean, he probably had it. So, he wrote the song about it. But, yeah, I mean, for the years, man, since he was, what, five years old? He finally got tired of it, and then he made uh, the music video for it, and it was just the weirdest stuff. But it all was included in his life and kind of making fun of it. Like, mm-hmm. Bubbles was in it um, that showed the medium trying to chase after him. Uh, Liz Taylor was in it, remember? Yeah, because I think there was, like, a rumor about how he had, like, a, a shrine to Liz Taylor. Yeah. He was trying to look like Liz Taylor. Yeah, exactly. There was him, like, in a hyperbolic chamber yes he had the hyperbolic chamber wasn't he riding around in a missile too like it was a green missile yeah yeah he was riding around because it was during the cold war because he was trying to uh send himself up to space that was one of the ones too which, yeah that was he wanted to be in space yeah fast forward to jeff bezos and uh what's his name <laughs> that now michael strahan yeah <laughs> michael strahan went yesterday big up mike uh-huh. um but yeah, that that was a, a song just against the critics, man, mm-hmm. and just getting tired of stuff. And that is that's an underrated song too. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, a, that's an absolute classic. Yeah. Um, that bass line on that, like, it's just it's so hard hitting. Yeah. Just leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. Yeah, alone, alone. yeah. really good song. Um, underappreciated, probably one we passed by. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I think that's like one. Of, that's the genius of the movie Moonwalker, where okay, this is not necessarily it's a B side, quote unquote, yeah. um, on like a European uh, release or whatever. And then later on versions like this re release that I have in front of me, um, yeah. And then also too, like if you go on Spotify or Apple Music, it's on that yeah. you know the track listing. But the original one didn't have didn't this have on, on there. there. Yeah, but it's an absolute five star classic. Yeah. So it's just kind of appreciated later on. It's glad they included it. Um, but yeah, it's songs that was on Moonwalker that you once see, and then you discover it through that. So. Yeah, you have an attachment to it. Yeah. yeah, I know. So dang, dude, do you remember? They should have put this on there, but I don't think they put this on till history. But come together, dude, on oh, Moonwalker. Yeah. Yes. That final song. Yep. When he's when he comes out and he saves everything. I love that version, man. Yeah. And, and you don't see it till, I believe, history. Mm-hmm. So that's a great part. Yeah, because um, Come Together, obviously, Beatles song. Beatles song. Uh, Aerosmith does it, and then Michael Jackson does it. And I think it's the same song, right? Yeah. But three different yeah. fucking perspectives of that song. And I think anytime that's, I hear that song, whether it be the Beatles, Aerosmith yeah. version, like you have to have like the full perspective exactly. of it. Exactly, like I appreciate all versions. Michael was more like a dance version, like more like a- mm-hmm. like that a, funky. Like that funk music. Um, and the other ones, yeah, not so much, but yeah, that you have to appreciate all the versions. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. to get the full perspective yes. and whatnot. But so um, that's, a, that's another track that's on uh, Moonwalker that is under appreciated, not on the album. 
And then the last song, the last, last, like, I think the end credit song is like, like an African, like, chant, right? I think so. Yeah, it's like, it's in English, but it's like in an African chant. Like, I was watching Moonwalker the other yeah. night. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like, even this. This one, this one <laughs> this fucking bumps, bumps dude. Too, bro. <laughs> These drums are bumping. I want to do some cultural appropriation right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just all together, man. Classic album. Mm-hmm. Never forget it. Always appreciate it. Always can bump it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. It just it's timeless. And I'm gonna hit you with this question: if it if it was a gun to your head, yeah, thriller or bad? Oh man. Oh man, that's hard, dude. I think for me, I'm gonna go bad. Same here. I'm going to go bad because it just resonates more with me and my childhood. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, I mean, I appreciate Thriller, but it was before us. But bad, Bad's a part of our childhood, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Thriller still. Be- yeah. And believe it or not, Bad was uh, viewed as a failure That's <laughs> when it came it, out. Because Thriller was such a huge hit, man. Yeah, it changed everything. I mean, MTV. You didn't have, you know, no, black music, artists on there at all. Music videos. Uh, he changed that. He changed, like you said, you know, the the whole art of making a music video. That, just, that's, dude, that is a 10-minute music video, and they play the whole thing. There is not a cut version. There is, but they don't play it. No. They play the whole thing, which is 10 minutes long. You got you to gotta see them in the movie theater all the way up until the end where he's like, what's the matter? <laughs> it's good. Like, it's, it's a good little... Like a good little flip at the end, dude, with his yeah. eyes and stuff. Yeah. And, the la- and the laugh by Vincent Price. Yes, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Remember? And then there was the lead up in that, mm-hmm. in the song. That's still one of my favorite bass lines of all time. The, dude, the Michael Jackson, great singer, but fuck his dancing, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like people know his choreographed moves. Like Thriller. Name one modern dancer that isn't. Yeah, that isn't doing something Michael Jackson did. I mean, maybe like fucking, uh, uh, was it Riverdance or some shit? Probably, yeah. Maybe something like that. But like, but, you know, but Mike was, you know, they're, they're influenced by Michael Jackson, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but, like, I mean, you look at it like the popping, the locking, whatever. And yeah, he got some of that from like the street dances or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. I think it's Jeffrey Daniels was one of his like co-choreographers or whatnot. Yeah, he had one for a long time, the same guy. Yeah, but even then, it's just like you see like that guy's version of what they were doing and then Michael's version it, it, it's like we were talking about he felt the music every yeah. little hi-hat hit every fucking you know bass line every 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 he f- note every octave like he felt he that felt, within his soul and his it, being man. he you felt know? it dude Each like he one. was the he was the physical embodiment of the music yes absolutely you're right he projected yeah. it like that's how he projected it and I'm gonna quote Somebody I don't necessarily like, but I appreciate him, uh, Kanye West. Um, he said that he sees music, and he made a painting of how he sees music and whatnot. And I was like, dude, that's beautiful. Like, that's how, you know, you visualize music. And I was like, oh, that's what Michael Jackson must do with all of his senses. Yeah. <laughs> not only yeah. is he he's singing and he's performing or whatever, but, like, he like he encapsulates yeah. the whole musical experience. And, he is, and I don't think there's going to be anything anyone like him man no. so i'm blessed that uh he had such an impact on us and that he still does and that we got to experience it man mm-hmm. and i was telling my mom this like right after he died i was like when you think about it and you think about the good the bad the ugly you yeah. know everything with yeah. it it was just like 
it all goes with the story. But like when it's all said and done, he's probably goes down as probably the second most famous person to ever walk this earth after Jesus Christ. That's pretty far up there. You're, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I, I mean, Jesus is probably number one. You know I mean, Jesus he, number one. You ain't go fuck with the baby Jesus. He's got his own holiday. Yeah. I mean, come on now. But Mike, Mike number two, I could, I could be down for that. Yeah, like who, who else are you gonna put up there? Cleopatra? Nah, man. Nah, Michael yeah. Jackson, bro. Yeah. Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right. So with that said, Chris, thank you so much for coming on this was supposed to be a three-piece uh set uh with art the brown recluse being here it's all unfortunately it's all goody he's uh celebrating the baby jesus somewhere yeah uh, yeah yeah you, you know you gotta <laughs> baby jesus is coming soon so uh you gotta be prepared yeah there you go so with that said thank you for coming on uh, is there anything else you want to you know throw in there before we sign off uh no just uh appreciated honor to be on here if you guys want to uh look me up and stuff it's handshakes at sunrise it's chris mcglue um yeah, just uh, I love to make people smile, make people laugh. And if you want to shoot the shit and talk about music and uh, argue about Michael Jackson, let's do it. There you go. And uh, shout out to you uh, again for being uh, in the mornings when I'm drinking my caveman coffee, <laughs> when I'm wearing my Sucre apparel, uh, being for, being an inspiration. I Like I said, I always try to outpace you, but I can't at the gym. But, one day, though, one day. Yeah, one day. I'll I'll get those uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, protein shakes or whatever, and I'll help yeah. me get that one off over. But anyways, you got to listen to Patreon for that joke. But with that said, everybody, if you want to continue the conversation, guys, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Uh, head on over to the Facebook group where we can continue this conversation on over there. You can argue with Chris or agree with yeah. everything that he said. Um, maybe share some more of your uh, Michael Jackson memories. I know probably Jesus Gutierrez. He'll probably... He'll probably uh, have something to say about that. So uh, if you want to support this podcast, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So sign up there today. Uh, $1, that's all we ask. Uh, you can give us $15 or $50 <laughs> like the great powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch or uh, Alejandra, who hooked us up with Christmas cookies, as well as her like $55 monthly contribution. Beautiful, Shout out to you. Beautiful. You are the real MVP, like uh, Kevin Durant once said. Uh, <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> that's a podcast for another time, but shout out to you guys. Uh, if you want to help us in any other way, uh, guys, you can check out our merch at artandjacobdoamerica.com where Art has put links to our merch store. So uh, like I always tell you guys, that doesn't necessarily help us in a monetary way, but it helps get the good word out. So if you're out there at the gym with Chris over here, yo, yo. fucking slamming them uh, cinnamon toast protein shakes and whatnot, and they see you with a Art and Jacob Do America t-shirt, it helps people know that uh, we exist. And so when they're listening for you know uh, a motivational podcast to listen to, so that's, uh, they can that's check where us I get out. my gains from, dude. Yeah, that's where I get my gains from. Art and Jacob do America. Absolutely. Get that Alex Jones T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Shout out to Alex Jones. Don't keep doing what you're doing. But uh, with that said, guys, uh, if you want to check out other great podcasts, we are part of the Podbelly Network. I was just at the Podbelly Studio uh, the um, other day. Uh, they're doing big things over there but uh, go head on over to podbelly.com check out the great and powerful Sofa King podcast run by my buddy Brent as well as the RRBG podcast where my buddy Eddie interviews a celebrity every single week I don't know how you do it I bet you if Michael Jackson was still alive he'd be on it he'd probably be on the RRBG podcast and I know Michael Jackson wasn't a drinker but he'd probably drink one of uh, Eddie's personalized stouts so (laughs) 
I don't drink, but I'm sure Michael Jackson would have for us. But with that said, Chris, you got anything else? Nah, brother. Appreciate it. Everybody be safe. Have a good holiday. Much love. If you want to be starting something. <laughs> if you want to be starting something. And uh, play Michael Jackson today, man. Yeah. Uh, if you want to smile, play some Mike. There you go. It doesn't matter what song. Just put it on. Just put it on. Except for... Uh, just good friends. Don't yeah, put that. Sorry, on. we don't. We sorry. Sorry, Stevie. <laughs> so goodbye and good night. There was never like any rivalry between you and Mr. Jackson. Oh, not to me, no. That's, okay. So I love the story of you. You know, there's all these Prince. I'm sorry. That, that's well, that's the guy you used to be. Mm-hmm. There's the story of you turning down bad. Well. <laughs> You know, that Wesley Snipes character, right. th- that would have been me. <laughs> All right, now you, <laughs> now you run that video in your mind. <laughs> the first line of that song is, your butt is mine. Your butt is mine. Now I said, who gonna sing that to whom? Because you sure ain't singing it to me. And I sure ain't singing it to you. So... <laughs> Right there we got, you know, right there we got a problem.